Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our guest every single Tuesday at 404, Paul Daner Jr., Cincinnati.com. Covers the Bengals for the Enquirer, and he's on with us now. Paul, can you picture Moegger tanning in the Cayman? If you're trying to drive traffic to your site, <laughs> I feel like a picture of Mo tanning would be it's pretty close to the bottom. I mean, I don't know what's worse than that, but uh, that's 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 really that's really low. I th- I think you should strive strive to be better. Dude. You know what that is? It, it's called tanking for a better draft pick. Tanking, tanking for a better blog. Tanking, tanking the blog yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a very sound strategy. No, I don't think I'll so either, especially especially at the end of the year. So, hey, hey dump, <laughs> no. dump this, Zach. Make sure it doesn't air. Um, he's Paul <laughs> Daner Jr. Uh, the Bengals made a, a huge, huge roster move today that's going to impact uh, Sunday's game against the Browns. What did they do? <laughs> uh, oh, bringing Pat Sims back? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Huge impact. I mean, you know, I, I a sarcasm, think, you know, but on a serious note, yeah. on a serious note of that, I actually think Andrew Billings has played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sims injury has sort of forced open the door to to get make Billings go get snaps, and much like a lot of the young guys this year that have been given opportunity, he's made the most of it. I mean, I, I, I certainly would be hesitant to cut his snaps back too much, even with Pat Sims back, because I, I think he's been disruptive. I think he's been a force, and he's kind of started to show a little bit of what everybody hoped he would be when the Bengals uh, felt like they got one of the steals of the 2016 draft in the fourth round. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Do you, so do you think Pat Sims, because I know a lot of diehard Bengals fans have noticed the, the Andrew Billings thing and, and him performing well, do you think Pat Sims will eat into that now that he's back? <laughs> uh, I see what you're doing there. Uh, it, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I think I think, uh, I th- I think that they have a nice rotation going on. I think I think I think you'll see Pat. Pat certainly would take more out of it than than Josh Tupo would. So I, you know, I, but it's it's good. It's, it's as far as when you're trying to still build the core back up of this team, guys like Billings are a big part of this year. And so the fact that you're learning a little bit more about them, I think, is is good. Paul Daner Jr. is our guest. Check out his work, Cincinnati.com. Mo out today. I'm James Rapine, Inform here on ESPN 1530. Uh, is, it, is it crazy? And I know the AFC playoff picture is nuts, but one win against Denver, against Brock Osweiler, now we're talking playoffs. Is, is that just false hope, or are you buying in? Well, I don't know that you're buying in yet. I, I don't think you, <laughs> what you saw from the Bengals on Sunday made you believe, man, this team has got a run in them. I think it, it made the hope realistic that they could find something. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here, right? I mean, the hope is that they'll get hot. Something will click for them, whatever it is. I mean, we've, we've seen that in seasons before, you know, I mean, in, in 2014, you saw Jeremy Hill click for them. And all of a sudden they were able to make a run. And in, in 2012, you saw the emergence of, Mo Sanu and Andy Dalton kind of getting better in his second year happened, and the Bengals made a run. 
Um, you, you just hope that something kind of clicks. Um, and, and, but so there's hope for that. I mean, yeah. they're in a glut of a bunch of bad teams, and one of them is going to have to make the playoffs. That's what the rules say. <laughs> the rules of the league state six teams in the AFC have to make the playoffs, even if there's only five good ones. Yeah. So somebody is going to win that sixth seed, which is currently occupied by Baltimore and Buffalo and whatever's going on with Peterman and Tyrod up there and a bunch of four and sixes. So, you know, as far as you're talking about the hope of getting into the playoffs, it's not crazy that the Bengals could throw some wins together. They're going to have to beat a couple of decent teams to do it, which they haven't done a whole lot of this year, but they'll have the opportunity to play to be relevant at least for a few more weeks. Yeah, and the the thing is, you mentioned someone emerging. I just don't know who it would be. It certainly isn't going to be John Ross, who can't even get active. Uh, Giovanni yeah. Bernard doesn't seem like he's going to be uh, play a big role in this offense moving forward. I I know Alex Erickson had a good game the other day, but there's no way you're banking on Alex Erickson to be the difference maker on offense. No, I, you know, I think I wrote about this as my follow on, on Monday and talked a little bit more with Bill Lazor. We featured it in the BBP, a longer conversation with Bill talking about this. I think the bar has been so low with this offensive line, right? I mean, yeah. it's, so it's not, we're not talking about the 88 Bengals here, but <laughs> I, I do think, uh, what were we talking about before the game against Jacksonville, before this three-game road trip, we were talking about, we were a little nervous for Andy Dalton's well-being, right? I mean, yep. this was going to be three road games against three of the better pass rushing and two, maybe the two of the top pass rushing teams of football, guys like Von Miller, guys like Clay's Campbell. I mean, it was, it was, you were nervous yep. with what this line was going to do. And I will say, over that stretch, in pass protection, I'm obviously not talking about the running game, in pass protection, I thought this offensive line took some strides and, 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 and trended in the right direction. They're still far I mean, they're, they're still looking up at serviceable. Um, they're trying to get there. But I, I do think they've made some strides, and I think that's why you saw some more explosive plays the last couple weeks. It's why you saw Brandon LaFell on the long touchdown in Tennessee and A.J. Green. And you had time for the throw to Alex Erickson where he could run the wheel up, up, up the sideline. I mean, you know, you need time for those types of plays. And I think in the past, maybe some of those were open, but instead Dalton was flushed out of the pocket or had to run. I think there's a little bit more comfort in that and throwing the ball down the field. And as much as they struggle to run it, as much as they struggle to sustain long drives because of that, they need those splash plays. And they need when they do break open the few times to not be running out of the pocket. And I think that's happening a little bit more often. That trend needs to continue. But if you're looking for hope, if you're looking for something that could be clicking, you can hope that maybe the offensive line in pass protection is starting to find a little bit of continuity and, and, and performing a little bit better. I mean, five sacks in those three games, I would have not, my over-under would have been in double digits for sure. So for it to only be five, um, I, I thought that was actually a pretty impressive run considering where they had been. Oh, for sure. I, I would have bet five in, in Jacksonville and five in Denver right. before I bet five yeah. total. So, uh, right. Paul Daner Jr. is our guest, Cincinnati.com, and check out his work in the Enquirer every single day. Paul, you, you mentioned the run game, and that's the one thing I think that could prevent this team from making a run in the bad AFC, lo- looking at that last wild card spot, because they have the defense. I mean, the defense without William Jackson and Adam Jones – 
played fine on the road. Part of that might have been Brock Osweiler, but they have the potential to do that. It's just they can't run the ball at all, and, and sometimes when they try to, they end up in second and 14 or second and 15, and it just really hurts them offensively. Yeah, I mean, you just you, when, when you have as many negative runs or zero runs as they have, and, and because you know, with those runs, you're not they're not trying to just bang down the door and be this incredible running team. They're just trying to stay ahead of the chain. Yeah. They're just they're just trying to not put themselves in third and eight. And so when you can't even do that, running the ball, I mean, it's impossible for drives, and that's where you end up with. What the, I mean, they, they will just have, it feels like, days where they can't get a first down. It's just, it's just strings of three and outs that, I mean, you, when you look at now over the last three games, they've run 101 fewer plays than their opponents. I mean, because they're not stopping anybody on the third on the other side, and they're having just far too many three and outs on the one side. The defense is, 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 wears down. Because of it, and I don't know that there's an answer there. I don't think we've seen anything. They've tried different stuff. They've tried different types of run. Obviously, you've seen more creativity where they're trying to run every jet, shovel, misdirect, (laughs) whatever you can come up with to try to scheme up a few runs because at the end of the day, they just don't win enough up front. I shouldn't say that. They lose too often up front. Because it's those big negative twos and threes when a guy just whiffs or does or misses a block that really are the ones that kill him. And I and I, you know that's one where we've not really seen any progress. In fact, maybe it's gone the opposite direction this year. Yeah. Do they eventually just go away? It, because they're they're posting historically bad rushing numbers. I mean, one of the rushing worst rushing teams ever. If it continues to trend this mm-hmm. way, where they almost abandon the run completely. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Well, but- I don't, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. So, I mean, you know, that you can say, man, they ran it 26 times for 49 yards in Denver, but <laughs> they got the lead. They at least ran some clock with it. They had some runs that were productive to the point where you're like, man, there was a, a couple of fives in there and an eight, and, and you're like, okay, if they, if they can do things like that, you know, I, 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 there's, there's obviously something to it. To even just for for running some clock off and and being a bit more of a balanced offense, but you're right. I mean, it's going to be their fatal flaw against any kind of quality team if they can just not do it effectively, and that's been a big part of the problem when they've played good teams this year. Is Sunday uh, a prime example of what's so puzzling or maddening about Vontez Perfect because he can be so great when he's focused and dialed in, and could be the reason they win. But when he's not, he could get penalties, ejected, or, or have to complain about the refs. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely. It's absolutely why you are you're just so frustrated by what you've seen through his, throughout his career because there have been these stretches where you say, "I don't think I've seen a better linebacker. Yeah. I don't ever think I've seen a linebacker who affects more things, who's constantly making not just tackles." Game-changing plays, forced fumbles, getting sacks, tackles for loss, all over everywhere. And, and when he's playing like that, he changes the whole dynamic of their defense. But the problem is there's too often stretches where he's just a guy, and there's too often all the other stuff. And, you know, and, and you're, you're exactly right. I mean, you put it perfectly. That's why he's maddening. Because uh, when he's all right and everything is straight and focused on football – 
and not doing any of the other garbage, uh, you know, he's an incredible football player that's worth $39 million. Paul, last question. Looking ahead to, to Sunday, a lot of people chalk it up to a, to a win as a win. I've had some Bengals fans reach out to me. My cousin, he, he lives in Florida, text me and he was like, nope. This is, he's been a Bengals fan his whole life. He's like, this is the type of game the Bengals lose just when there's hope. You think they're going to win on Sunday, right? Yeah, because that would mean I would be picking the Browns to win. Correct. On the, and I, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a good way I, to I look at it. That, I'm pretty sure I could, that's a fireable offense for me. Like if, I, if I'm in the sports business, if I cover an NFL club and I predict the Browns to beat anybody, I I think you could probably fire me and have cause. What if you they know? did I mean, win? What if you were right? Then do you get a pay raise? Do you get promoted? Do you? No, no, okay. I don't. I think I'm so. There's still no fired risk for even. For, there's all the risk. I think I'm still fired just because I, <laughs> I I was too I was too far over the edge. Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, they are so they're so in a different realm of football right now up there that I don't I don't think that you can say that you think that that anybody actually thinks. I now, they played competitively. They've been in a few. What's they crazy? Been in a few. They played Jacksonville better than any other team in the AFC North. <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't hard. Yeah, I mean, that's true you know, too. True when, too. When, when, when all the games were massive blowouts, yeah, I mean, they did. That's correct. You're, you're right. You're right about that. They did play Jacksonville, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think I, 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 I don't, I don't think I see the Browns coming in here and winning. But I guess crazier things have happened. I can't have you on without asking you about him. So uh, this, this is the last thing. John Ross, is he going to be active this season? Ever? This season? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ever again? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 you know, if all the current receivers stay healthy, I don't, you know, I don't know why he's up into the current. I mean, I know why he would be up for me, but I'm saying under the current set mm-hmm. setup where he is in the pecking order, what we heard Marvin Lewis say a week ago, I, I don't know why all of a sudden uh, he would be up over those other guys who, who are all playing, at least in some role, Cody core on special teams. And you know, Alex Erickson made some plays and, uh, you know, Tyler Boyd made a few plays. Obviously, Brandon LaFell's had a good few weeks. So I think an injury, you know, I think sadly for you, I hate to break. I, I think injury will probably have to happen. Uh, see, and I don't uh, root for be, injuries. Be I'm not, I'm not no, doing No, no, I mean, I mean, you know, I, but I think that's the way. That's the only way I think that he ends up up right now, uh, you know, it, uh, under the current setup that, that <laughs> was sort of been placed in front of us. And the crazy thing is, is like the one, I know a lot of people have already called this the get-right game against the Browns offensively. Like if Ross would yeah. ever get his confidence, it would be against that Brown secondary. Well, and this would be the perfect game where you'd want him active under the scenario that maybe you get up 24 to nothing at halftime or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how many times we've we seen the Bengals just blown out the Browns and had chances for backups to get in there and actually get some snaps? Yeah. This is one that you maybe would actually want him active for, even if you didn't know if he was going to play, just under the hope that maybe they get up by a bunch and you can get him in there and get him some run. I can tell you this, uh, you know, and I feel like we do talk about John Ross a lot, but, you know, I have had A.J. Green, Brandon LaFell, all in the last few weeks have recently said the specific quote to me, he needs to be in there and playing more than a few snaps. And that's how he gets better. And, you know, those are the guys at the top of the pecking order in that room saying this guy needs to be out there 
playing. So, I mean, it, I, I don't think that it's just you screaming into a well or anything. Yeah, I just, I just look at it as, did anyone know, and, and I know we don't notice everything that, that coaches notice, but if Cody Core just ended up inactive, would anyone notice? <laughs> so, like, that, that, that well, could be the I, easy you know, I would notice. I would notice. I got to credit him. I mean, if you watch, the, if you watch Kevin Huber's punts, I, I don't think anybody's been blocking Cody Core as a gunner for the last couple of weeks. He's actually, you know, no one cares about gunners. Like, that's some, hard, this is some hardcore inside football. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Kevin Huber does. And it yeah. makes a difference when everybody has to fair catch his punts because Cody Core has gotten right down. I, I, do, I, you know, I do think there's value in what, in what he does. And with the offense doing what it's doing, it's gonna, they, they need punts. They, they need the, the punt returns to be limited to nothing. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And with the special teams having some of the miscues that they've had, they don't need to be opening that up for uh, an, you know another issue there. All right, we've just talked about all their issues. There's no way they're going to the playoffs. Uh, he's Paul Taylor Jr., <laughs> Cincinnati.com. How about that for a take? I like it. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I, cold. I almost feel like it's cold. Uh, Paul, I appreciate the time. <laughs> hey, James. <laughs> Paul Daner Jr., Cincinnati.com. That's the cold take. The four and six Bengals won't make the playoffs. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.